This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Acts chapter 2. And uh, Acts chapter 2, it's, it's telling us of what happened on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Now, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost arrived. So, as we see here that this is the, uh, you know, the Pentecost. It's a feast that has been celebrated. Now, we will look in uh, the Old Testament. God said to the children of Israel, he said that I want you to appear three times. I want every man to appear three times a year you know, in the temple. So, uh, this was the culture of all Israelites, that it does not matter where they were, where would they, uh, they would be. You know, it does not matter how far they would be from the temple but at least three times a year, they would make a journey to Jerusalem, to the temple, to go and worship God and to offer their sacrifices. And so uh, these three times was divided by the, 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 uh, the feast. You know, firstly, it was the feast of Passover. You know, it was three in one, actually. You know, and then secondly, it would be the feast of Pentecost, what we're talking about, the, or the Feast of, um, you know, uh, weeks, you know, what we're talking about. And then thirdly, it would be uh, the Feast of Trumpet, you know, or the Feast of Tabernacle. You know. So all these feasts, they were like clubbed together, you know, Tabernacle, the Feast of, uh, of Trumpets, blowing of trumpets. And, and, and so forth. So these were three times that at least the Israelites would go, would sojourn, would go and make a journey, a trip, you know, to Jerusalem, to the temple, and that they would be able to, to worship God and do, you know, their sacrifices out there. So this is one of the feast times you know, that the Israelites would go to, um, to Jerusalem. So that is why here in Acts chapter 2, we find that they were in Jerusalem. And then when we read on, we realize that there were people from everywhere, you know, people from different. Now, these were uh, is the, the Jews that were scattered all over the place. Uh, they, were, they, they were in different places, and then, um, uh, all of them, they were speaking languages, even though probably they knew the Hebrew language, but they were speaking also languages of uh, the ethnic languages where they, were, they had settled. You know, but three times a year, they would travel to Jerusalem. You know, Paul, um, at times, he desired when he, when he said that, I want to you know, celebrate, you know, a feast in, in Jerusalem. He would have in mind that when Pentecost come or when this feast come, I will be in Jerusalem. 
So it was a passion, and it was also something that was uh, inculcated in every man, every believer in God to go to Jerusalem to make sacrifices and to worship God. And so that is why we, we, we are not surprised that on this particular day that there were Jews from all over the place, you know, all over the region, you know, who, were, who, who, who had adopted different languages, who had, uh, well, we are now speaking those different languages that they came to Jerusalem to worship. Yeah. So uh, what happened? So that day, when, when it came, it was not like ordinary days. It was a day, a specific day, a 50th day after Passover that they will celebrate uh, Pentecost. Yeah. So when that day arrived, look at what happens. They were all together in one place. You know, here, they, it's referring to the disciples of Jesus. In Acts chapter 1, we see that there were uh, 120, you know, all of them, and they were in an upper room you know, somewhere uh, because Jesus had just left, and uh, they were there praying, waiting on the promise that God said. Jesus said that, I am going to give you the promise of the Father. Yeah. And so they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. You know, can you imagine? They were sitting right there, probably uh, meditating or praying, you know, waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit. They were anticipating that one day something will happen. You know, and I guess that they didn't know that on that particular day of Pentecost that that is what, uh, that's when the Holy Spirit will come. They did not know. They were just there sitting expecting that God would move, you know, and then suddenly, the Bible says, suddenly, in other words, unexpecting that they would, it would happen there at that particular time, at that particular place. It says, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. So this is a physical demonstration of the presence of, of God. He says that a sound from heaven. It was not a sound that, you know, there is something happening here or next door they are playing music or something, but it was a sound from heaven. You know, it was a supernatural sound of a mighty rushing wind. You know, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Now, this mighty, this sound uh, of a mighty rushing wind filled the entire house. Now, the Bible doesn't sell, uh, tell us that it went into the city of Jerusalem and, and it went through all over the place, but it came to the disciples who were waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, what is this telling us? This is telling us that when you are expecting a miracle from God, 
God will bring through your miracle. This is telling us that when you're expecting a third wave of the protection of God, God will bring a third wave of the protection of God upon your life. You know, when people are expecting to be uh, attacked by the enemy, attacked by uh, COVID, attacked, you know, and expecting this and that, you know, you, who is expecting God to manifest in your life, God will manifest in your life. You know, and so it filled the whole place where they were sitting, you know, the entire house where they were sitting. And then not only that, but a divided tongues, different tongues as of fire. They appeared of fire on them, rested on each of them. You know, that everyone, there was like a flame over his head. You know, oh, can you imagine 120 of them about and all of them had a flame of fire, you know, on, on top of their head. And, and not only that, and verse 4 says that, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, they began to uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues as they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So the outward uh, manifestation and demonstration and appearance and whatever was happening of the Holy Spirit, it went into their hearts. They were filled by the Holy Spirit. And when they were filled by the Holy Spirit, they began speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You see, the Holy Spirit was empowering them, was working in their lives. So I see here that firstly, they were expecting the Holy Spirit, and secondly, they were cooperating with the Holy Spirit. You know, as they expected the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit came, they cooperated with Him, you know, that whatever He wanted to do in their lives, they allowed him to do. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit won't do anything that you don't want him to do in your life. You have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in your life, that the Holy Spirit is working and is ministering, it's reigning in your life. And also in the midst of this pandemic, we as Christians, we can believe and trust God for the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that the Holy Spirit will work and will minister, will reign in our lives, you know, and as it did here. You know, and, and the reason why I chose this title, Third Wave of God's Protection, it's so that this can be a reminder. When people are talking about the third wave of the a virus that is coming, you will be remembering that there is a third wave of God's protection upon your life. You know, that your eyes may be removed from the virus and may, be, may set on the power of God that is supernatural. The anointing and the grace of God that is supernaturally working in our lives. And so that's what we see here. You know, that they were filled 
with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, so the Holy Spirit was giving them utterance and they were cooperating with him and they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit was giving them utterance. Now, now uh, from verse 5, the Bible now tells us of what I just explained earlier on. You know, Jews that had come from all over the place and that had come to Jerusalem to uh, worship. You know, that what happened? You know, that, that they, they now had the sound, you know, and they probably rushed to where Christians had gathered. And they had them speak their languages. You know, that everyone was hearing that these uh, 120 of them are speaking my language. And I know that these are Hebrews. They are not from my place or from where I have settled. You know, but they are Hebrews. But I hear them speaking uh, the language of where I am coming from. And then some of them began to mock them and said that these are drunk. You know, and that's when Peter stood up. You know, here... We see in uh, Acts chapter 2, you know, he, Peter stood up uh, in verse 14. He says, but Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. You know, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk as you suppose. Since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and, and female servants, in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. You know, so here, Peter is talking about, he's explaining that this is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Even as prophets of old prophesied that the Holy Spirit will come. Now, the question is, why would or why were prophets always prophesying about this particular event. You know why? <coughs> Excuse me. Because God knew the importance of Pentecost, the importance of the coming of the Holy Spirit. You know, and he says that when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, they will prophesy and they will speak in new tongues and all of that will happen. And it says here that uh, verse 21, it says that, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, that there will be a transformation, that people will respond to the gospel, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, what will happen to that person? It says that they shall be saved. You know, and so he then began to declare to them that this is what God did 
you know, when Jesus died, that's, that was what was prophesied, you know, but it was also prophesied that he will not remain in the grave, but he will rise up again and he will preach the gospel. You know, and, 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 and now I want to, to, to listen to, I mean, to see and listen to what happened uh, here. It says in verse 37, you know, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of apostles, brothers, what shall we do? You know, the Bible says that they were cut to the heart. They were affected by this message. You know, that they received this word, they received this message, they received the preaching, they saw the demonstration of the power and the presence of God. They could not deny that this is God at work. They could not deny that this is Jesus uh, who has said that I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. That that helper has come. You know, that they could not deny the, 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 the working of the Holy Spirit in that situation. So they were pricked to their heart, in their hearts. They were cut to their heart. And the Bible says that they said that what shall we do then? You know, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So this gift of the Holy Spirit, this baptism of the Holy Spirit, this demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit, it's available to every child of God. You know, so in other words, as long as you are a child of God, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, and so we see here that this is the promise that God gave, that Jesus said that go and wait in Jerusalem. Don't go anywhere until you receive the promise of the Father. So he says here that this promise is for you, it's for your children, and it's for all those who are far off, whom God shall still call to himself. And he says in verse 40, and with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized and were added that day about 3,000 souls. And about 3,000 men and, and, and women, people, uh, who had and received the Lord, uh, embraced this teaching, and they got saved. You know, they were added to the believers. Now, I want us now to go to uh, Exodus, Exodus 19. And now, here in Exodus 19, we will see the history of the Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, or uh, the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 19, it says, On the third moon, 
a new moon yeah, about a nearly three months after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt. You know, uh, nearly, I would say, uh, uh, um, you know, two months. Or, or on that day, they came into the wilderness of Sinai. And they set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain. Now, while Moses went up to God, the Lord called him out out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, You yourself have seen what I did to the Egyptians. I want us to look at this verse 4. It says, now God is telling to Moses, it says that this is what you will tell the children of Israel. It says that you, you have seen a few months back what I did to the Egyptian. Seven weeks back, you have seen what I did to the Egyptian. And then, but you, he says, and how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Yeah. And I was meditating on this scripture uh, that uh, to the Egyptians, it was destructions. It was uh, you know, all sicknesses. It was uh, death. It was a lot of things that happened. But it says here that, but to you, I carried you. I bore you. You know, I carried you on my back. It says, I bore you on eagle's wings and I brought you to myself. I carry, you know, bow is to, you know, just like uh, mothers will be carrying babies on their back and they would wrap around with the blanket and make sure that this, uh, the baby is safe, is protected, and it's warm, you know, and make sure that all is well with the baby. Now, God is saying the very same thing here. He says, I bore you on eagle's wings. You know, I carried you. You know, and then I, 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 it's, it's like, you know, when eagle, my eagle flew, you know, like an eagle flew, I, I went with you. You know, when the plague came upon the Egyptians, but because I have a covenant with you, I carried you, I bore you on eagle's wing, and I brought you to myself. You know, when the Israelites, uh, rather, uh, on the day that they left, you know, when the Egyptians at midnight were experiencing death and there was angel of death upon uh, the whole area of Egypt, that with the Israelites, their firstborns were saved. Their firstborns were protected. You know, that there was no death. And every time there was uh, frogs in Egypt, where Israel, the Israelites were, there was none of those. When there were flies, you know, among the Israelites, there was none of them. When there were the blood, uh, the water was, was uh, turned ten, ten into, into blood, among the Israelites were, you know, was none of those. Now, God spared them from all those troubles. God protected them. Now, this is blessing to me 
uh, just to say that, you know, just like the children of Israel, they did not have to worry about the sicknesses and about the, uh, the water that has turned bl uh, uh, blood, about the frogs in Egypt. It was none of their business. They did not have to worry. They did not have to look at the, the, uh, all those plagues that were in Egypt, but their eyes were supposed to be upon the Lord. You know? And God says that when I brought devastation, here in verse 4, it says, you know what I did to the Egyptians. You know, when I brought destruction, when I brought all of that, but it says, but with you, I bore you. I carried you on eagle's wing, and I brought you to myself. You know, friend, I want to say to you that our God is still faithful to carry us. You know, that every time people talk about the third wave of the coronavirus, you need to be talking about the third wave of God's protection upon your life. You know, that I believe that God will send his protection upon your life, that the third wave, it will be like a wave coming upon you. You know, a wave uh, that protected you during the first wave of the virus, you know, and a wave, uh, that, uh, the second wave that protected you during the second wave of the virus. When they talk about the third wave of the virus, just know that there will be the third wave of God's protection upon your life. Because God says that I protected you. You know, when there was distraction all over the place, I protected you. I like, a, you know, one scripture, you know, the Bible says that when an enemy comes in like a flood, you know, in uh, King James Version, it says, but I will lift up the standard. You know, and uh, other translation says that when trouble comes, that God will direct them. You know, God will be in control of what is happening in your life. And so I believe that wherever you are, that you are experiencing yeah, the protection of God, you are a child of God. You are born of God. You have God's grace upon your life, that God will protect you, God will save you, that no evil shall befall you, that every virus that touches your body shall die in Jesus' name, that no evil shall befall you because you are a child of God, that God will protect you against danger, against all evil, against every plan of the enemy. I believe that every work of darkness and every plan of the enemy that Satan planned against your life, that it comes to nothing, it will never succeed because you are a child of God. You are born again. You have God on your side. And the Bible says that if God be for us, who can be against us? There is no one who will rise up against you because God is on your side. That's what we're talking about. And that is the purpose of the Holy Spirit coming upon our lives. That is the purpose of Pentecost. That is the purpose of the Feast of Weeks. That is to experience the supernatural working of God. You know, uh, right where we read uh, in Acts chapter 2, we saw that there was, there was a sound from heaven. We saw that there was a rushing wind. 
mighty wind, not just wind, but mighty wind. And we saw that there were flames of fire. This was dramatic. You know, God was appearing, the Holy Spirit was appearing unto his disciples dramatically, showing this that I am God, that I am supreme. They saw something that they had never seen before. And I believe that it's the same God that we are saving. I believe that it is the same Holy Spirit that we are saving, that the Holy Spirit came to demonstrate his power and his grace upon our lives. And so let us trust the Holy Spirit that he will be with us, he will carry us, that he will protect us, that he will shield us against all evil, against all dangers, that the Holy Spirit will be there for you and I because we trust and we believe in him. We believe our trust is in the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, and so here in, Ex, in Exodus chapter 19, as we continue reading, it says that, you know, verse 5, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandment. You know, one thing that God asks of us is that we obey him and we keep his commandment. Now, listen to this. He says, you shall be my treasured possession. Yeah. In other words, something that is of value. You know, God, when he looks at you, he will say, he'll say that as long as you obey me, as long as you keep my commandment, you know, I will protect you like, you know, a, 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 you know something of treasure, you know, a treasured uh, possession, you know, that you will be something that is uh, uh, valuable. You know, uh, uh, you know this afternoon I, I, I traveled with some brethren, and so uh, when I got home, I was looking for uh, my iPad. And then I couldn't find it. I searched in the car everywhere. I couldn't find it. You know, and then I called Brother Ezekiel. I said, you know, where is my, uh, my iPad? You know, and then he says, no, I put it, you know, in this and such and such a place in the car. And then I went back to the car and, and then I looked for it. You know, there it was. Oh, you don't know a relief, you know, that I got when I saw that Wow. Because this is carrying all my messages, is carrying, I mean, it's a treasure to me uh, that this is, this is important uh, to me. And so, uh, that will be what it's, uh, it, it is what it will be, you know, with God, you know, to you. That, that when we serve God, when we live for God, when God looks at you, it will, it will be like saying that I have invested so much in this person. You know, that there is a lot of treasure that I have put in this person. I can't afford to lose this person. I can't afford, you know, uh, that this person uh, be destroyed by the enemy. You will be a treasured possession. You know, why? Because you're saving God. And I'm telling you that the third wave of God's protection will always carry you because you are a treasured possession. You know, because God values you. God values you so much, you know, and so he will take care of you. you know, and so that's what he says. And he, say, he says that you shall be to me a kingdom of priests you know, and a holy nation. And these are the ways that you shall speak 
to the people of Israel. Yeah. And so, uh, what happened? You know, then, uh, Mo, my, God said then to Moses uh, that you need to come up to me. Yeah. And then, uh, now look at verse 9. He says, and the Lord said to Moses, behold, I am coming to you in a thick cloud that the people may fear when I speak with you. He says, I'm going to demonstrate. And then we see that he also demonstrated in Acts chapter 2. And so he says here that I am going to come in a thick cloud. I am going to demonstrate myself so that people can fear when I speak with you and may also believe you forever. And when Moses told the words of the people to the Lord, and the Lord said to Moses, go to the people, concentrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments, and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all people. And he says that no one should ever touch the mountain. You know, that anyone who touches the mountain, that person will die because the fire and the presence of God will be upon the mountain. And so uh, that actually happened. You know, that on the mountain there was demonstration. You know, there was the power of God, you know, on the mountain. And, you know, God gave them the Ten Commandments. You know, God spoke to them that this is what you, uh, will happen, you know, and, 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 and all of that. You know, but what we see here is that uh, the mountain so much shook that uh, people even said that, please, you know, Moses, let God speak to you. Let him not speak to us because... It is so much fear. We, it, it, I mean, this thing is scary. Yeah, the way God is demo- demonstrating is so much scary and that it's better that maybe he speaks to you. There was the demonstration. Now, my point is this, uh, that that is what happened right at Mount Sinai, you know, right on the seventh week, you know, right when they were uh, on the 50th day, you know, on Pentecost. And then from then on, God later on and said that, you know, well, of course he gave them the law, you know, that this is what you will do. Then God said that you will always, every year you will remember this time. You know, you will remember that there is the feast of weeks. And you will remember in the New Testament that there will be Pentecost. You know. And so, uh, why did he allow that to happen? And why did God tell them that you must always celebrate the Feast of Weeks? You must always celebrate where I came down and I gave the law, where I manifested with power and the mountain smoke and there was a lot of uh, things where my power manifested on that day. Why would you celebrate that? God was preparing them and all generations to come for the real coming of the Holy Spirit, you know, that we read about in Acts chapter 2. He was preparing them for Acts chapter 2, you know. And so when Acts chapter 2 happened, you know, that was a fulfillment 
of everything that God had told them that you need to celebrate. Every year, that time, you need to celebrate that. And it was the coming of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. Now, this is what I'm saying to all of us today, is that when the Holy Spirit came in the Old Testament, in Mount Sinai, when the Holy Spirit came, uh, when, uh, and, and, you know, when they were before the mountain, and that God said that every year you will celebrate this, uh, and that that was like saying that my presence will always be with you, that I will go with you, that I will be with you, that my anointing will be there with you. And that is why Jesus emphasized this to his disciples, says that don't rush off, you know, wait until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the power of God came through in their lives. And we see that, you know, they did great wonders. God was there for them. God took care of them. God protected them. They experienced the grace of God wherever they went. You know, that God was carrying them because of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And so, child of God, I want to say to you today that you have the Holy Spirit uh, upon your life. That when you have given your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, has come in you, you know, and has changed your life. The Holy Spirit came for regeneration, you know, but uh, there is also more, you know, that is the Holy Spirit coming now for empowerment. And that is what happened here in Acts chapter 2, that when the Holy Spirit now came upon them, it was for empowerment, is so that they can do greater works, Jesus said that greater works than this shall you do because I go to my father. And he said that when I get to my father, I'm going to ask him to give you another helper. And so because we have the helper of the Holy Spirit, we will do greater works. And I believe that you will do greater works, greater miracles, greater breakthroughs in your life. You will experience the power and the grace of God upon your life because the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You know, child of God, this is not the time to be timid, to say, oh, it's dangerous out there. Let me pull back from saving God. This is not the time of saving God. There is the Holy Spirit upon us, and we need to go out there to do the work of the Lord. We need to go out there and serve God. We need to be coming to church, attend to, uh, uh, to, to cell groups, you know, go to prayer meetings, be involved in ministry, you know, work. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit upon your life. And so that is why I'm saying to you today that there is a third wave of God's protection upon your life. When people talk about third wave, when they say, you know, there is a third wave coming, you must say to them, you know, uh, but as for me, it has already come. It is here. And they say, what, what do you mean? You say it's a third wave of God's protection that I am living in. You know, that I'm expecting the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit to overshadow me, to protect me. 
against all evil. You know, and I'm expecting, I'm expecting that the power of God will drain in my life. I'm not expecting to go down, but I'm expecting to go up. I'm expecting the anointing and the grace of God upon my life. And that is why I say that there is a third wave of God's protection, you know, because of Pentecost. You know, even as we celebrate the Pentecost day today, Pentecost Sunday, we are grateful to God that God is still there to protect us. And so I don't want you to be in fear of anything. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be scared, you know, of what is out there. I want you to know that as a child of God, that God is with you. And I pray right now that God will protect you. God will keep you. God will surround you. God will help you. God will make his face shine upon your life. God will uphold you. God will, say, uh, will help you out. I pray that not only the flame of the anointing to be upon your hand, but the whole flame to be around your life. I pray that you'll be surrounded. You'll be incubated by the anointing and by the glory of God upon your life. I pray that the grace of God would rest upon your life that all will go well with you, that no evil shall befall you whatsoever, that the grace of God will keep you, will uphold you, will raise you on high, that you will do well because God is in, on your side. I pray that your children will do well. I pray that every member of your family will do well, will experience the grace of God upon your life that none shall be part of the statistics, but everyone will see the, uh, the grace and the goodness of God upon their lives. May it go well with you. May you be blessed beyond measure. May God make his face shine upon your life. You know, child of God, I want your faith to be encouraged. You know, I want you to be lifted up in the inner spirit, that you have God, you have God on your side, that greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. You know, that a thousand may fall on your side, 10,000 on your right side, but it will never come near you. Only with your eyes will you see and, and, and see the reward of the wicked, that you will see God's protection upon your life. May you see God's protection upon your life in Jesus name I refuse that you die premature death in the name of Jesus you shall not die but you shall live to declare the praises of God that you will fulfill your ministry that you will accomplish everything that God has called you to do and so don't sit back and say oh now I'm trying to protect myself go out there because God is with you God is on your side you know, be involved, fulfill your ministry. That at the end of the day, when you have done everything that God has called you to do, that you will be happy to go to heaven because you will say words like, Paul, I've run the race, I have finished, you know, the course. You know, I fought the good fight of faith. You know, all that is remaining for me is a crown of glory. May it go well with you in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray for every one of your child today. 
everyone listening to this message. I pray that the grace of God would be upon their lives. I pray that God, they would experience the supernatural power of God in their lives. I pray that they would experience the grace of God upon their lives. I pray that it would go well with them in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that God, you would protect them against all evil, that they would experience the third wave of God's protection upon their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that this week will be a glorious week for them. I pray that this week will be an anointed week for them. It will be a week they will see the miracles of God working in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, that every virus that touches their body dies instantly in the name of Jesus Christ. That every bacteria that comes in contact with them, that it dies instantly in the name of Jesus Christ. That the life of God, that the health of God is their portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for doing that by your Spirit. I believe and I declare that all is well with them. Jesus. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.